The minute that you get labeled a conspiracy theorist, pretty much everything that you have to say ceases to be taken seriously. The red pill is just about kind of shaking up your perception of the way that things really And on the understanding that what you've been told your entire life is a consciously constructed lie. You take the blue pill, the story ends, you wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. The idea of Project Bluebeam is that NASA, with the help of the United Nations, was attempting to implement a new age religion with the Antichrist at its head and start a new world order via technology simulating the second coming of Christ. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. Hawkeye Media presents... Conspiracy Pill with PJ and Abby. And that's the thing about conspiracy theories is like it's sometimes they're not going to be true. And it's okay. There's literally nothing wrong with asking the questions and pulling on the threads and doing the research. It is what it is. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 15 of Conspiracy Pilled, your mostly hinged conspiracy podcast, where, as you know, we keep it very, very sane and very, very hinged, except for tonight, when we have allowed, graciously allowed, Spencer Clavin to come on and just completely throw the hinges away and pitch us the most insane conspiracy theory we have ever heard of. I'm Abby Libby. I'm here with my co-host, Abby Libby. Oh my gosh, it happened again. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're all, hashtag we're all Abby Libby is is the theme of the night. Yeah, I'll change. I'll work on that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still trying to get Rockfin to go live. I'm working on my backup uh, welfare Wi-Fi tonight, so hopefully everything works. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) Welcome in, Spencer. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. It's so good to be here. I hope you're ready for a wild ride. I know that you guys, you know, are usually so um, careful <laughs> about the possibilities that you raise, and I'm just here to throw caution to the wind. There I just go. think it's you know, the moment is coming. Yeah, we needed it. We haven't done anything uh, totally uh, off the rails yet at all. Ever. Right. Ever. Ever. No, if this takes us down. Not. I hope it's worth it. We we don't have an episode <laughs> called Hillary Clinton and the Nephilim DNA. <laughs> we don't have that. That didn't that's, happen. That's not what demonetized us on Instagram at all. Nope. Nope. You definitely, for any feds that are listening in, that is not a thing. That doesn't exist. Never happened. I am the craziest person who's ever appeared on this podcast. Correct. I'll eat that. I will own it. You know, you know what's you funny know, about the Instagram thing is they apologized, re-monetized us, but now every time we upload anything, it says, oh, for some reason, that one didn't monetize. <laughs> Oopsie. So like, <laughs> why might that be? I wonder why. Could it be a conspiracy? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They're not helping Great. our, uh, <laughs> the more they censor us, the deeper we go down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, not to like light, leap right into it, it, but of course it's like they, they always behave in exactly the way they would behave if the conspiracy was real, which does not inspire confidence. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, don't worry. Like there's absolutely no conspiracy. And for that reason, we have to shut you yeah. up and stop you from even looking into it on pain of the harshest century. Yeah. Imagine that. Like. Yep. <laughs> so with, with that said, we are not monetized on, on Instagram or YouTube or anything like that, but you guys come over and support us anyway on Locals where we do an extra show every week. Uh, on Locals and Rockfin called Conspiracy Pill to Unhinged. So I just want to shout out our local subscribers we got this week. Elise Malone, Cole H9, and Mom of Hooligans over on Locals. Aww. And then Carrie Brown on Rockfin. So appreciate you guys for 
coming over and supporting the show and getting some extra content. Thank you guys. And for those of you who know, we did, uh, thanks to those three people past that 50, 50 person mark that was yep. holding us back from being able to upload what we needed to upload. So you guys are the best. Yeah. The last episode was a few days late just because we completely ran out. Of, we, we've been trying to do more and more content. And it just wouldn't let us. So now we can do three times as much content on locals as we could before. So just find ways Very to nice. fill it up, fill up all the 15 gigs. Yeah. Well, it's not like the world is suffering from any shortage of conspiracies to speculate about. So <laughs> no. yeah. like you guys have plenty of material. Plenty of we haven't run out yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> so your favorite is that you don't think Pete Buttigieg is actually gay. This is correct. As I said on Twitter, I personally like my conspiracy theories with a maximum of speculation and a minimum of factual evidence. As far as I know, this is a Spencer Clavin proprietary conspiracy theory, <laughs> meaning that it is so conspiratorial that I am the only person who believes in it or has even like it has, to whom it has even occurred. And I will go to my grave defending it. You can, there is actually it, the, the other good thing about a really nice conspiracy theory is for it to be totally unfalsifiable. <laughs> and it's, it's absolutely impossible to prove me wrong about this. So demonetize me or, you know, if you if you dare <laughs> demonetize me, if you dare. Um, Pete Buttigieg is a heterosexual. I will die on this hill. Here is why. There is a certain brand of liberal politician, nice, acceptable, JFK style leftist. Mm. And the elite institutions of this country, some of which I myself am a product of, these elite institutions specialize in churning out exactly this person. Maybe he goes into consulting. Maybe he does a little stint abroad. Maybe there's like a Marshall scholarship involved. But whatever it is, he's quaffed. He's put together. Um, he's definitely not threatening in any way. And he's sort of got this like nice um, bumbling tone that just makes you feel like you could get a beer with him and he'd tell you about why capitalism isn't really turning out to be the right thing and maybe we should all unionize and overthrow. It's like, you know, this this is the, the perfect wedge candidate to sort of, you know, open the door of your middle class sort of Rust Belt voter to the Democratic Party. And for a very long time, this worked very well among like the, the Democrats were happy to like keep cheering this person out. Um, they were sort of male, uh, blustery, friendly, and mostly white, although sometimes not white. Um, if this sounds familiar to you, you're onto something, right? This is people who just is this person. Um, this person is also always heterosexual. I've never known this. I've known a lot of these guys. This is a, like a type of guy. I've known a lot of them. Uh, they're always straight. They're always like a little bit on the edge. Like maybe you could see like some, some, I don't know, but they're always basically straight. Um, basically. And <laughs> they're, always, you know, they're like straight ish. And, and, and this is the guy that Pete Buttigieg is. He is this, this type of guy. My theory that he is also like his sort of fellow NPC JFK lookalikes, not actually gay, um, is based on a few pieces of information. First of all, nobody in the world is attracted to Chasen Buttigieg. There's, there's no such person. That person does not exist. 
I, by the way, I don't know whether it's Chasten or Chasten, and I refuse I would, to this I would day say including so Pete, just according to this photo, like, it, <laughs> it, it, he looks extremely uncomfortable. Am I wrong? Thank you for bringing Exhibit A. Well, I mean, so the the normies, the blue-pilled, like, normies will tell you that this is just because sort of Pete is new to his sexuality or, like, at least hasn't been publicly out for that long and feels a little bit maybe uncomfortable and just is sort of stilted, uh, sort of a stilted politician. I do not buy this for any number of reasons. First of all, let's just imagine for a second that you are this guy, right? That you have been groomed or been grooming yourself to a certain extent, uh, if if that's quite the language I want to use, like up to a point where you are going to step into the shoes of this JFK lookalike, right? And you realize that the portcullis is dropping or the drawbridge is raising or whatever, like, you know, castle metaphor I want. (laughs) You you begin to understand that the days of this type of guy are numbered because the Democrat Party is no longer actually interested in like respectability politics or at least needs to pretend as if it's not trafficking in this kind of in this kind of exercise. And so you need some kind of like box to tick. You need like a little side. uh, You need something to make you like just a little bit diverse, which basically means like not white male and and right, right. Your options include becoming transracial. Rachel Dolezal tried that. It didn't work. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, Because that one's too crazy. That one's too crazy. That's right. That one's too insane. And also race is like sacred in this new dispensation. And so Although male and female are absolutely social constructs, nobody can tell who is which from moment to moment and day to day on the one hand. On the other hand, the uh, <laughs> the race is like an absolute hard and fast category yes. that cannot possibly be changed. It's essential to your identity. You 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 may or may not be a man or a woman, but you're definitely white or black or Latino or, or whatever. Sure. So you can't really do that. You can't go that route. Transgender, it's like the cost the bar to entry, the cost to entry is just too high. Mm-hmm. Like you really, that's a, like a pre, really pre Dylan Mulvaney. <laughs> it's certainly right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now it's like, that's going to be the new big thing. But I just think that, you know, if you're Pete and you're surveying the, the field and you're thinking like, what kind of, um, you know, uh, what, what kind of outsider can I be? What's the only thing you can plausibly be Pretend to be without actually being it. Find some guy to serve as your kind of right-hand man. <laughs> pretend to shack up with him. And boom, you're suddenly diverse. And you don't really have to change a thing. Mm. I think that this is what's what's going on with Pete well, Buttigieg. And you can't. It, it's yeah. undeniable that no one would know who this mayor of South Bend, Indiana was without this. Precisely. Like, yes, he wasn't even a good mayor of a, of a <laughs> failing town in the, the crappiest yeah. part of Indiana. Um, not, no apologies for that, by the way, I go there every week and it's, it's true. So (laughs) I have to drive there for work. So Mm, yeah, it's okay. So you've seen first, I've seen firsthand his policies and they're, they're not good. (laughs) Right. Okay. I could drive to the other part. I could drive to Ohio and see his policies too, but, uh, I don't really want to get all that. What's the, what's the chemical? The, Oh, I can't think of it. It's, it's basically stuff they make PVC pipe out of that blew up in, uh, in that town in Ohio. Oh, in um, East Palestine. I can never remember if right? it's East Palestine or New Palestine. It's East. Oh, right. It's East. Some I always call it the wrong one. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. East. One of the. Yeah. One of the Palestines. One of the. <laughs> one of the Palestines. And available. One of the many. A Palestine. Yeah. One of the yeah, carcinogens. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So he's not. Right. He's he's not a successful mayor. He hasn't done well as transportation secretary. To put it lightly. To put it yeah. very mildly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And he wouldn't even. He would obviously not be in that role if he right. weren't married to a man. Right. Like that. And, and so this seems like, yeah, I don't know. Like he, he has terrible taste in drapery, which is a red mm. flag mm-hmm. to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't seem to have any sort of like, I don't know, <laughs> defining interests. I mean, did you guys read that wired piece about him where no. it was just like, Oh my gosh, the apps in his cathedral mind, one of the greatest works of literary <laughs> fiction of I'll our generation. <laughs> Oh, you have to. You have to drop it in the okay. chat. It's like so, so good. Um, it's a giant profile of Pete Buttigieg about how he is like, the, to, to listen to him, to listen to it, it's like th- this man is the great mind of our generation. Like I, he, he knows about metaphysics. He's dabbling, he's dabbling in foreign languages, but he manages to devote one apse in his cathedral <laughs> mind to making his great themes clear to me. These are the sorts of profile that you do not write about heterosexual white male politicians in 2023. I'm sorry, but that doesn't just doesn't happen. happen. And so if you want to get this sort of profile about you while simultaneously failing at every aspect of your job you need uh you need to be a first you have to have some sort of um marker I, in the in the democratic i wanted to pull this up on screen but they're telling me it's like uh subscription only so oh no oh. but it's uh, yeah, the title something like pete Buttigieg loves it's blocking part of it loves, loves god beer and his electric mustang <laughs> <laughs> sure, the U.S. Secretary of Transportation has thoughts on building bridges, but infrastructure occupies just a sliver of his voluminous mind. <laughs> oh, oh man, I can't believe you guys haven't haven't read this before. It's such a treat. I, I, I envy you. I envy you for like having the whole thing to read now at your, own, uh, at your own pace. Yeah. Oh, it pleasure. references the Iliad. <laughs> what is that? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so, so good. Okay. It's so good. Every word of it. Um, here it is. Okay. Um, fortunately, he was willing to devote yet another apse in his cathedral mind to making his ideas about three mighty themes, neoliberalism, masculinity, and Christianity, intelligible to me. Wow. That is that is a sentence that physically hurts. Yes. <laughs> I think I feel pain. I feel pain reading that. You sentence. are all now dumber for having listened to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have my sincerest apologies. I'm so sorry. I, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I want to find someone right. who has like copied this article so I don't have to give Wired my money and then just read the whole thing and, and have a, myself a good laugh later. So get it. Am I going to get you guys in trouble if I tell you how to how to like shamelessly rip? No, I think that's from, awesome because it. it would help our podcast a ton because there's so many times where I pull that's up an article. Great. I'm like, I'll find it other places, but. I'm not giving the Washington okay. Post like $30 a year to read their their garbage. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So uh, this feels, I, I'm going to get in trouble. I feel <laughs> bad for saying this in public. <laughs> um, but, and probably now that I say this, they're going to find some workaround. But if you go to archive.is mm-hmm. and you copy paste the URL of any paywalled article into the bottom 
entry row where it says my site is live and I want to, or my site is archived and I want to view screenshots of it. 99% of the time you will find archive screenshots of the text of the piece. Amazing. That is awesome. But life hack. Life hack. The chat over on Rumble is. really liked your your grooming comment. Everybody's saying Pete Pete grooming himself. Bunch of emotions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they buffed. Somebody says on this on this chat over here they buffered that grooming comment. That was the that wasn't us. That was the interference from the conspiratorial overlords trying to silence talking the truth about about Pete self. Yeah, talking about yeah. that and silencing the truth. Um, we're just not able to stream to Rockfin right now, so I'm gonna have to upload that one later. Like I said, my internet. Dude, I'm telling you, I have two forms of internet in my house and I've had times where neither one will work. And it's specifically just like doing this show. Like it'll just be like, oh, we got a big episode coming up and then one will go down and then the other one. So I'm like, you know, prayers uh, that uh, my second form of internet continues to work. Uh, But we'll. Okay, so this is not a conspiracy theory, but I do. I do have a superstition that Satan and his minions interrupt mm. technological yes. connections when conversations are getting yes. particularly interesting or, or important. I, this, we, <laughs> Abby, is not, this one for you? Not only have oh, we boy. talked about this profusely, <laughs> but we're going on a podcast next week to talk specifically about this because there's another big oh, podcaster okay. who's talked about something similar to we've talked about. And for yeah. us, I've, I mean, I don't want to go into the whole story because I've talked about it before, but there's a certain cryptid that if I talk about it, this demonic being my mm. freaking lights go crazy. My board cuts out. My internet goes bad. Data files get corrupted. It happened to me again this week, actually twice yeah. this week. Um, wow. And it hit, with him, he his whole soundboard fried in the middle of a podcast while wow. he was talking about this thing. So I 100% believe in this. We've had some crazy things happen on this show just from... Do you guys know about... I, I feel like I should say that I'll say the name, although I'm kind of even afraid to. Do you guys know about Loab, the AID? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one to me is the most is the most frightening. It's um. um oh, hang on. It's Lilith. No, no. This is different. This is, oh, you mean she? She is. You mean Loab is yes. Lilith? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Yes. Agreed. Uh, okay. But <laughs> yes. So what I'm what I'm picking up from this is that yes. the demons really don't want us to talk about this conspiracy theory that Pete Buttigieg is not gay, which means he is <laughs> not gay. Uh, I'm telling you, <laughs> demon demonic confirmation. When you're taking flack, you're over the target. Yes. Yes. When you're suffering from demonic interference, that's when you're really achieving some sort of spiritual apotheosis. Yes, um, yes. I, I think that this is incontrovertible. Yeah. Literally, because nobody will ever. Yeah, your your dad talked about this too when it was uh, the. Well, I can't think of it. The the last another kingdom. Him yeah. and Michael Knowles yeah, yeah. had both talked about how they had immense problems getting those those books out. Right. Yeah. Yes, I do think that's definitely real. I mean, I think that this is true. I think that like. <laughs> the reason this hardly qualifies as a conspiracy theory is not only are demons real, but the vast majority of intelligent people throughout the vast majority of history mm-hmm. have taken it as a matter of course that demons mm-hmm. are real and that supernatural entities exist. Mm-hmm. And so when you actually boil it down to like the full scope of human history, we're the crazy conspiracy theorists who think like there's no Th- this is that demonic. Entities. This is that um, Babylon B article where it says crazy conspiracy theorist thinks the pyramids were not built by aliens. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, oh, go ahead, Abby. 
I love that so much of what we do here on this podcast is not strictly conspiracy theory, but it's just everything that is at those fuzzy edges of accepted reality. Mm. Things that people don't like to look at or talk about. That's what we like to talk about. Okay, so this is actually speaks directly to my governing theory of yes. oh, I want to hear what it. conspiracy yeah. theories are, um, and it actually oh. uh, I'm going to semi seriously defend my endorsement of fact free conspiracy theories, okay. like conspiracy theories that have no real basis in any like truths that I okay. know. Okay, um, which so, but first let me begin from the thirty thousand foot view and just say. Conspiracy theories are having a moment in American politics because fundamentally they express our true sense that the most important things about the world and the most consequential decisions for our personal lives are being held out of our view, mm -hmm. that we can't access them. We don't know the relevant information. When we try to access that information, we are shamed and, and blamed for it. And this is, I mean, COVID was the classic example of this. And it's one reason why conspiracy theories became so kind of prevalent during, during COVID was that like, you would sort of say things like, hmm, this thing that you wish to put into my body and demand that I put into my body and will like force me to put it into my body or else get fired or like exiled from society, mm -hmm. like it seems like there are some concerns about this. And people would literally say only that. And it was like, you are a bad person. You are literally Hitler. You are so wrong. For It's like, okay, it's one thing to say, I disagree. And here are the facts. And here's why it's important for you to get this vaccine. It's another thing to be like, in order to keep you from even raising this question, I'm going to define you out of polite society and like exile your views beyond the pale. This creates in people the true impression that there are people in positions of serious power who consider the average American as beneath contempt, mm -hmm. as beneath deserving autonomy or agency mm -hmm. over his or her own life. <laughs> now, this, the situation that this creates is one in which your average American knows a big truth and has no small facts or details to back it up because the truth is that those facts are being held from view. And so in order to convey their sense of what is true, they create what are essentially artistic depictions of the truth. Pizzagate is an artistic depiction of the truth. I don't believe that the facts personally, that these, that, that Pizzagate is, is true, that like the, the factual details of Pizzagate are, are facts. What I do believe is that the kind of narrative arc of Pizzagate expresses people's deeply felt sense that there is a sinister cabal of like sexually transgressive uh, family haters who like are coming to psychically deform mm. your children and want you out of the way to do that. It's like all of those things are the are the case. And that is the real burden and import of Pizzagate, even though Pizzagate is false. And that's like, a lot of conspiracy theories. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But this is kind of a lot of conspiracy theories. It is. It is a lot. I we think, will. I think that's will, a good. Oh, go ahead. We will let you continue to blissfully mm. believe that it's not real <laughs> for now. <laughs> that one guy showed up to a pizza parlor, shot through a door, and hit the hard drive of the computer, and that was it. No, I, I will say though, I, I appreciate your take on this because there's conspiracy theories where. 
like I believe them, but I understand if people at least understand what it's like the greater narrative truth, whether they believe Mm -hmm. the one incident or not, like back before Jeffrey Epstein thing came out, right? We had like you, it was impossible not to know that that type of stuff existed that there were people who did these, these terrible crimes and there were people who wanted to harm children and that when people get to a certain amount of money and have no morals at all, they'll do whatever they, they will just, they can and will do whatever they want because they have no moral qualms and they have enough money to get away with it. Mm -hmm. So that part of it was always true. And then it just came to be that Epstein Island really did exist and they really did do these awful, terrible things. So um, I think you're right. There's, there's two levels to every conspiracy in that way. That's exactly it. Like, yeah, okay, that's a great way of putting it is like, if you leave aside for a second, whatever, you know, your mileage may vary on the individual facts of any given Mm -hmm. case. But Mm -hmm. to me, the the true content of any conspiracy theory is on that second level of like, what knowledge, what deeply felt knowledge am I trying to convey? Yeah even though I have impartial access to the facts mm-hmm. and the people who have access to the facts are using them in this disingenuous and dis- yes. and like intentionally distorting deceitful way, yeah. uh, which drives me insane. Like that's to me what any conspiracy, like <laughs> any conspiracy theory, the, the most interesting thing is like, what are people trying to say about what they know to be true, even if they can't prove it? Right. Any, um, any conspiracy theory that people believe in good faith, even something like mm. flat earth has something true about, so you, mm, the more yeah. people believe it, the more truth there is in it. I think that what mm. people who believe the earth is flat know to be true is that something is deeply wrong with the world foundationally. Like they, they know about right. the curse. They, they're trying to sort out what, what has gone wrong um, and why everything just feels a little bit off all the time and why they feel mm. like they're constantly being lied to. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I think it's the same with the Mandela effect, which I want to save because I have a question for you about that later. Um, okay, but I do, I do want to to go back to our subject a little bit. So you're saying yes. Pete Buttigieg is straight, which I'm. Look, I, it's funny because I actually spent an hour trying to research if anyone else had talked about this. You are the sole <laughs> owner of this conspiracy theory, but you have me convinced at this point. Yes, there we I go. Want, yeah. I have. I want to pause that. Not only is yes. he straight, but that Obama is not. And there's some really, right. okay, so like this, what, what I want to get into is definitely got like the tabloidiness of it. There's big parts of this, which are uh, a, a lot of Photoshop. Like, what did you say earlier? You wanted the conspiracies with no, just no facts. all conjecture and no, <laughs> no facts. Fa- minimal facts, we, maximal. So we'll definitely have yeah, yeah. parts of that, but I want to start off with a few <laughs> interesting tidbits, interesting facts. And that, that, I think the whole thing really starts in 2014 with Joan Rivers. Are you, okay. are you familiar with this? I have seen this. Okay, clip. I'm going to play yes, this really where, quick for okay. people who are not familiar. So let's check out what she said. So this was 2014. She had just officiated a gay wedding, and a reporter stops her on the street to ask her this question. Do you think that the country will see the first, the United States will see the first gay president or the first woman well, we president? We already have it with Obama, so let's just calm down. Got it. You know Michelle is a trans. I'm sorry, she's a what? A transgender. We all know. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I love Joan Rivers in this clip because it's it's really funny and it seems like she's really joking. And and what what's even better about this? She goes on CNN a few days later for a quote unquote apology. And I don't know if she's just so like 
There's two ways to take her apology. Either she thinks the joke is so funny she's going to keep it up or she actually meant something because her quote on CNN was, uh, quote, I think it's a compliment. She's so attractive, tall, with a beautiful body and a great face. Uh, take a look at <clears throat> our great face does great makeup. Take a look at and go back to look. Look, I don't know how to pronounce this. Some fashion show. The most gorgeous women are transgender. That's her apology on the Michelle Obama thing, which I think is is hilarious. The best women are men. <laughs> oh, that's where that started. Yeah, yeah. So then we get the patriarchy's right again. Yeah, patriarchy is winning on the best women of everything awards. The wild wow. thing, though, is that Joan was dead within like four days. Well, so that's what's interesting is I kept reading this, and there's so much of this I want to clear up in this whole Obama and Michelle thing because there's a two tiers of this is is Obama gay mm-hmm. is Michelle trans I want to I want to go through the the Joan Rivers thing really quick though because she didn't actually die as soon as everybody claims I oh. read so many things I watched so many TikToks we said one week two weeks it was actually about two months so it wasn't exactly right away but it was close enough that it's still a little weird especially when sus. you well, it's sus when you realize how she died, and that's the that's the interesting part. So she died on that that comment was uh, June thirtieth, I think. The every article was written on June third, and only one article said she said it the previous Monday. I was trying to find exactly when it was either the very beginning of June or the end of June or the very beginning of July, twenty fourteen. Okay, and she mm. died September fourth, twenty fourteen, and that was also a week after she had a heart attack. She stopped breathing, had a heart attack, was in the hospital for a week. So. Her surgery that she went in for and then an endoscopy was at the end of August. So, like I said, under two months separated. And she went in for a regular endoscopy for an evaluation of her voice changes and to look for gastropharyngeal reflux disease, essentially. But this this is where it gets weird. Okay, the doctors performed an unauthorized biopsy of her vocal cords and then took a selfie in the operating room with her body and she stops breathing during this procedure goes into cardiac arrest they never did an emergency tracheotomy which apparently is like hey somebody their their vocal cords are shut she can't or, you know her throat closes she can't breathe so they never did anything to try to resuscitate her and the doctor who performed the unscheduled biopsy of her vocal cords was not legally able to operate in the in the hospital hmm. he was working in, so hmm. weird Sus. weird stuff. Sus. Interesting, as yeah. the kids would say. Sus, definitely sus. Hmm. So, okay. So just so I'm clear on the, the outlines of this conspiracy theory, because this is one that I've I've heard of, but I've never actually like yeah delved into the details of how it's supposed to work. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. The so Joan is making this sort of like very Joan Rivers sort of it's it's fine everybody calm down it's fine like it's, it's, she's a man she's a transgender man um, and so either this is like the um, Sideshow Bob steps on rake bit where you just keep it up for so long that it gets stops being funny and it gets funny again. right right yeah <laughs> or it's uh, like a, a, a desperate cry for help to get the truth out anyway. Mm-hmm. She can, mm-hmm. right? Like she's trying to cloak it as fools, yeah. you know, as court jesters have done since time immemorial. She's cloaking the, the truth in a sort of comedic subject. There's good, there's yes. good, um, 
uh, examples of this, though, with Seth, uh, the showrunner for Family Guy. I can't think of his name. Seth Rogen. Seth Rich, says somebody on the chat. Uh, No, I can't think of his name. Anyway, uh, the guy who does Family Guy, he would make jokes all the time about Harvey Weinstein, like in public. Seth MacFarlane, yeah. 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 He would make jokes all the time about Harvey Weinstein in public, like, oh, you don't want to go to Harvey Weinstein's hotel room, things like that. Like a lot of celebrities would do this as a joke because they all knew. You know what I'm saying? Like they all, they all knew. Um, re- well, this is, I mean, you guys mentioned uh, Another Kingdom just yeah. now. This is the whole plot of Another yes. Kingdom. Like, <laughs> this is kind of this open secret. It's about Harry Weinstein yeah, and George yeah. Soros and sort of this crazy. I mean, like that novel, by the way, is a, like a great conspiracy novel. Um, but th- that the third one where it's all about like, you know, yeah. basically the George Soros character. I actually have secretly all three of them on my shelf right next to my desk here. So they're go. very, very good. Okay, so there you go. Um, in any case... Uh, and so then, so Joan gets the, the, this speculation goes. Joan gets Joan gets off to sort of like keep this information from being made public. Yeah, she was like given um, an opportunity to say, "Hey, it was a joke," and then she kept. Yeah, so that's kind of the, the theory, got, right. anyway. And is is the idea that um, Obama was gay, had this male lover? And then the time wasn't quite right for a gay president and every, his handlers all knew that he needed to be straight. And so M- Michelle, like formerly whatever her male name was, Michael? is like <laughs> Michael yeah. is is like um, <laughs> sort of forced into an Iranian style kind of like girl boy transition where there yeah there yes and there is more evidence of this which i'm going to get to in just a minute with three deaths that happened in the chicago church that obama went to but if you guys are watching this on youtube or twitter or twitch or anything like that we are going to take the podcast exclusively over over to rumble because youtube uh will just delete our stuff anyway so if we don't bring you guys over there then one day we're just going to be gone so if you want to continue to see our show in a place that it's not going to get taken down and censored all the time uh, come over to Rumble. I'm going to drop the link in the chat. And if you guys are listening to this on audio, you'll get the whole thing anyway. Um, but I'm just going to be shutting off Rumble the next couple of minutes. So you're going to want to hear this next part. Um, but yeah, what's interesting about the Joan Rivers thing is her daughter sued for malpractice and won on all of these claims. And I, I mean, we can watch the video clip from the news if you want, but it's everything I just said, essentially. So okay. there's a CBS New York news report that says all the same stuff. She was, you know, basically... It's okay. So it's weird to me because it's a biopsy on her vocal cords. You could read that as in they slit her throat and like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's weird. So, um, but I think all of that, yeah, all that stuff is interesting. She did win for medical malpractice, uh, the daughter of, of Joan Rivers. And then the details of exactly why she won outside of everything was just said are still sealed. So we don't really know if this doctor was disbarred, if he spent time in jail, just that she got a bunch of money and said in this very public statement, now that I've won, I'm going to never talk about this ever again. Big NDA. We're going to just bury the whole thing. Right. So, right, right. yeah. So that all happened. And I want, like I said, okay. I want to talk about the two claims and I want to talk about the Obama one first. Yes. Is Obama gay? And then we can talk about the, the Michael Levine, <laughs> Michael Levon, Levon Robinson. Is that what they that's yeah. the name, Big Mike, as they call as they call it. <laughs> Abby, you looked like you had something to say. No, no. Oh, I just saw you doing your spirit fingers, your evil yes. fingers, no, or I'm something. Very excited. So, okay, <clears throat> so I feel like we have to talk about this guy called Larry Sinclair. Okay. And there's this clip with him and uh, 
I'm just all forgetting names tonight. So we're just going to play it and you guys will recognize yes. <laughs> I'm having one of those. Uh, oh, shoot. I'm having one of those brain fart nights. Let me see. I got to pull that back up really quick. Which one was that? Well, hold on. I did not mean to close it. Uh, share this one. There we go. Oh my gosh, will it play? The limo driver that I was... Something. It's my internet, guys. I apologize. Okay, well, let me refresh this one more time. It's, um... What the is limo this driver that I was you? looking for someone to enjoy the night. The following day, oral sex on Barack Obama. Rub up his thigh and started to rub up his thigh. Sorry, it's really lagging out of me. I had it saved right at a spot. Hold on, let's try this right, right here. Smoking. I actually put my hand on his knee and started to rub up his thigh, and I performed oral sex on Barack Obama. The following day, I actually get a knock on my hotel room door in Gurney, Illinois, only to find Barack Obama standing in front of it. He had actually come back for seconds. I performed oral sex on him in the hotel room at the Comfort Inn and Suites in Gurney, Illinois. Were there drugs involved in the second night as well? There was. Who produced those? He actually brought those with him. Now, Obama at that time was a state senator. I actually had no idea who he was. And then when did you find out that it, it was Barack Obama? So, yeah. Um, sorry. Sorry, that took me a minute to get that clip no, going. No, you're good. Basically, this guy, all good. Yeah. All good. So this guy, Larry Sinclair, in 2008, went out and did all of these press conferences. He met with um, all these people and kind of told his story. And what's interesting about his story is... If you watch the full thing, uh, it's only on Rumble still. If you watch the full thing, it's like an hour-long press conference, and he goes through the first 10 minutes telling you his criminal history. <laughs> and, like, he's wanted for fraud. He's wanted for this. He's wanted for that. He even says in his 10 minutes at the beginning, like, I have a warrant out for my arrest in Colorado right now, but if I don't go to Colorado, <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> and it's it's hilarious because, like, on one hand, he's I think he's trying to get ahead of what he knew everybody's going to say about him because every article that came out yeah. from this guy, every blogger and everything... Uh, was that he's a criminal like he can't be trusted right, right that right. was not the yeah. clip i was trying to play for you by the way something happened to it but basically the clip goes on to talk about how he was then arrested after one of his speeches by bo biden and hmm. i actually confirmed this he was exonerated it was not directly by bo biden but he you know his department yeah. And he was later exonerated. And then the claim from from this guy, Larry Sinclair, is that this is this was all happening right before uh, Biden or sorry, before Obama selected Joe Biden as his running mate. So it was kind of like a you scratch my back. I'll scratch yours. I'll get uh -huh. this guy that's claiming all these things about you to shut up and put him in prison. But you have to, like, take on my doddering old uh, father. <laughs> as <laughs> as your vp so i mean that's as legitimate as any other reason why joe biden was vice yeah, president that's fair oh, whether this guy is telling the truth or not i do find that funny that like yeah. yeah there is a definite connection between i will i will make this guy quiet and then next day joe biden so you could say that we have larry sinclair to thank for <laughs> joe biden right now <laughs> it's interesting that like I certainly feel as if the Obama sort of messing around with dudes from time to time. That's sort of more plausible yeah. than the Michelle is trans mm -hmm. thing. It's difficult, though, for me to say exactly why. Like, it's difficult for me to describe what sort of turns me 
into like 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 what what part of it maybe it's just that it's sort of more extreme and crazy like it's less believable that you know it, it, it it's it's sort of a more out of the ordinary thing for Michelle to be trans or something like I that. definitely That's, for me there's way too many people out there constantly questioning whether women are men just because they happen to have a stronger jawline or wider shoulders mm. and it it it's tough it, it's a tough thing that's now I think people are coming unclipped from reality and in the mm-hmm. name of protecting gender are actually continuing to break it down by mm. just constantly throwing out, you're a trainee, you're a trainee, you're a trainee. I mean, most of my female friends on Twitter have been accused of it at, the, at some yeah, point. I've yeah, said this yeah, before. Yeah. That's a really good I've point. said this before plenty of times. I generally do not like the, uh, this every female celebrity has to be trans thing that's happening right. in the conspiracy stuff on TikTok and things like that. And I agree with you, Spencer. I think that the Obama being bisexual thing is far more plausible. And I'll actually put forward why, and I, I want to get to that far more plausible than the uh, Michael Robinson thing. But I want to try to, okay. I want to try to give these like as much, like I really dug as deep as I could to try to find any truth to either one of these. And I want to try to lay yeah. them out and then kind of do it. Do it. Yeah. So um, Larry Sinclair is definitely the least credible in this. That's why I started with him. He he started the ball rolling. He's kind of a weird character. There's all these articles now. Like one of the other things that was a lie that I kept seeing was that he was killed after giving that speech. He was arrested, but he wasn't killed. And in fact, he's actually in 2018 ran for uh, mayor of a town in in Cocoa, (laughs) Florida. So <laughs> Florida man. Yeah, he is a Florida man. Wow. Uh, very interesting character. What he went on, w- the, the clip that I lost, he went on to say that he was contacted by a guy named Donald Young and that Donald, this was before Donald Young was killed. And this to me is the most interesting string of murders. Like, you, like we all kind of know, like everybody knows that the Clintons have killed people. Yeah. Um, this would be th- this for a while was so like so many people, even the mainstream media talked about this for a while that uh, Obama might have been caught up in a string of what they some people were even calling him serial killings of gay people from his church. So starting off with Donald Young, he's the openly gay choir director for Jeremiah Wright's Trinity Church of Black Liberation Theology, or I mean of Christ <laughs> Black Liberation Theology, uh, and he was murdered execution style on December. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed one. He was murdered execution style on December 23rd. But before that was Larry Bland, who was another uh, openly gay man at, at that church. And he was murdered execution style November 17th. So both of these guys were shot in the back of the head in their, in their homes. Nothing was stolen. Uh, it was really weird. And because they knew each other, that link started. And then there was another guy named Nate Spencer who died, but he died of like pneumonia. So a lot of people are linking that in as it I don't see a good link. I, I really looked into Nate Spencer. There's just nothing on this guy other than the fact that he was supposedly the only other openly gay member of that church in 2007. So because they all died in the 40 days leading up to the Iowa caucus, I think that's why he gets thrown in there, but I don't want to talk about him too much. So Larry, like I said, Larry Bland executed November 17th, Donald Young executed December 23rd. And after this, members of that congregation report that they first learned that Young had been killed when Wright announced his death that Sunday morning at the 7.30 a.m. service, even though it wasn't reported to the news till noon that day. So Jeremiah Wright knows about this guy's death in his apartment hours before the news catches on. Interesting. Mm -hmm. 
Then his mother, Norma Jean. I love how her name's Norma Jean. Norma right. Jean remind Young. Me who, remind me who Jeremiah White is. Jeremiah Wright was the pastor. Are you familiar with that whole scandal with Obama back then? I'm I'm not. I was. This was the goddamn America guy. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the guy who, he's the black liberation theology guy who pretended to be a priest and he would just bash on okay. whites in America and all this stuff. So, so there was a big story when Obama was running saying like, hey, this church he's gone to for 20 years is full of like racist, communist, okay. anti-American propaganda disguising itself as a church. Got it. Got it. Okay. So right. basically that, that's, that part's not even a conspiracy. That's right. not a conspiracy that's theory. Just, yeah, that's just, that's just fact. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. so, so he announced this murder before at seven thirty AM, according to a bunch of people okay. that went to okay. the church. So they're like, Hey, I was at the seven thirty service. We heard about it. It didn't break the news till later that day. So okay. weird. Uh, Norma Jean, which was Donald Young's mother, the second guy who was executed, uh, she claims that he was killed to cover up her son's relationship with Obama. So she went out there and was again agreeing with Larry Sinclair. She was in contact with him as well, saying, yes, you have to be careful. And then there was people, other people speculating at the time that the only reason Larry was not involved in this was because he was so open about it and so public about it. Essentially, these other guys hadn't been public yet. Um, but she also had worked for the police department beforehand, said she could tell that they were not trying to find her son's killer. No killer was ever found for either of these guys shot in the back of that or their apartments within, like I said, within a month of each other. And this all led up to the January 3rd Iowa caucus. So there was a lot of newspaper articles, a lot of people speculating that uh, Obama was actually in the middle of this. You can see like, uh, let me see if I can share this. There's articles even from ABC news talking about this and there were links to Obama. Um, there was articles basically saying activists say black men, black gay men are being targeted in Southside Chicago because they were so closely linked to each other and to the Obama campaign back at that time. So, and then <clears throat> um, let me see. I have one more thing that I wanted to pull up on this. Uh, this one comes from American free press and it says, uh, these killings are received by a number of different reactions. Mike Parker reporting for CBS in Chicago. Activists fear gay African-Americans are being targeted for murder. While Mark Loveless of the Coalition of Justice and Respect uh, queries are we under attack as a serial killer? An even more sinister aspect of this case is being investigated according to Sinclair. In an affidavit to the Chicago Police Department, Donald Young had informed him that he and Barack Obama were intimate with each other. Sinclair, it should be noted, declared on January 18th, 2008. YouTube video of the two separate occasions in 1999 when he had sexual relations with Obama. Uh, Sinclair also asked why would young who had never met wait, well, there's some part in here I wanted to read. I think I missed it somewhere. I'm sorry guys. I was putting all this together like last minute, okay. but uh, basically basically the last part I want to say on this is I think I have this right here. Um, oh, I was reading the wrong article. Uh, here we go. This is from a 2003 New York Times story that links it back to Jeremiah Wright a little bit. So it says 2003 New York Times double lives on the down low said that through many, uh, though many black men reject a gay culture they perceive as white and effeminate, they have settled on a new identity with its own vocabulary and customs. The Times said that while there are black men who are openly gay, it seems the majority of those who have sex with men still lead secret lives. Um, man, I feel like I'm missing the right part. Here we go. Jeremiah Wright. It's within the subcontext 
that opposition researchers for Hillary Clinton's 2008 campaign began investigating rumors that Reverend Jeremiah Wright was running a matchmaking service <clears throat> for the members of his Trinity United, uh, Trinity United Church of Christ, known as the Down Low Club, which included Barack Obama. So that was part of the Hillary Clinton oppo research, is they were claiming that Jeremiah Wright was running this service for gay men in his church to find wives, essentially, to make them appear straight. But okay. also, so that was the matchmaking service. The matchmaking service was mm-hmm. find your beard so you can continue to be gay, yeah. but yeah. to appear straight in public. So that came from the Hillary Clinton team in 2008. And that's kind of the allegation here is that Jeremiah Wright was running this. Barack Obama was part of it. And anybody who could have spilled the beans while Hillary Clinton's looking into this was murdered right up and right up leading to the Iowa caucus. So a lot of speculation. Like That's I said, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> this is sort of adjacent. This is vaguely adjacent to the whole Tariq Nasheed buck breaking thing. Yeah. You guys know about this? Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of adjacent to that. It's like this idea that homosexuality is a kind of white invention from like the frigid Nordic peoples designed or imposed upon you know the vital black culture i'm sort of i'm gonna butcher this but this is sort of vaguely adjacent to that the idea that like there would be a a matchmaking service to i don't know decay or to to kind of paper over the the homosexuality and among black people yeah the only part of this that i find a little bit plausible is sort of obama being passively bisexual right or just sort of uh, messing around mm-hmm. from time to time. I mean, Abby, I I think you're absolutely right. I really like your point about there's this weird thing where if a if a woman is if she disagrees with you or if she's sort of particularly forceful, yeah. she's like a tranny. And this is some way of it's basically a way of calling her ugly. Yes, it is, isn't it? Or like a way of calling her man, sort of mannish and loud. Yeah, like these are sort of it's just sort of like a weird stand-in for that, which. It, 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 Maybe it's for that reason that this feels implausible to me is it just feels like the, the, the second order thing of which this is an expression is just like, I don't like Michelle Obama. Right. I want to call me. I want to say she's a man like and, and that whereas that may be perfectly true for many people that don't like Michelle Obama. Yeah. It doesn't actually reveal a great deal. I don't think about the Obamas per se. This maybe. Yeah, it can be. It can be true that Obama is gay or at least by without it being true that that Michelle is well I'm I, I, yeah I want to give my theory before we even get into Do that it. because this is this is my thought right is like okay. I know that was a lot of speculation a lot of weirdness but my point is it seems a lot more plausible that Obama is gay and then these these allegations have more weight to them or bisexual or whatever right these allegations have at yeah. least a little bit more weight to them whether Larry Sinclair is a liar or not he took a polygraph test and failed but <laughs> when you read the article, he failed on two questions from a four hour long polygraph. So nobody really knows if the rest of them he didn't fail on because it's kind of weirdly done. Huh. Um, so there's all this speculation, right? But the the Jeremiah yeah. Wright church thing is is weird. And then it goes. What's even weirder is that there was a there was an article or I'm sorry, a book that came out. Let me see if I can find this. There was a book that came out by uh, let me see this guy's name. Pulitzer Prize winner David J. Garrow uh, that came out and it was called 
Rising Star, the making of Barack Obama. And in this, there's a love letter or there's a letter written to an ex-girlfriend where he talks about how in college he had this very openly gay professor and he really deeply considered having a fling with him, but it seemed too complicated. It seemed too difficult to be gay, so he chose to be straight. So like there is at least some documented evidence that Obama at least thought about thinks or, you know, has that yeah, proclivity, yeah. right? So that's my point. So like that to me is interesting. And if like, like, let's just say for sake of argument, like they did kill Joan Rivers to cover something up, right? I feel like mm-hmm. this is a lot like we've talked about QAnon before where mm-hmm. I feel like you were saying earlier, there's parts of conspiracies that are true without the main thing being true, right? QAnon to yes, me is absolutely. Although may I say yeah. it's pronounced Quinon. 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 My life has changed. Quinon is like any other great um, conspiracy cover up. And there's a lot of there's a lot of these. They happened in the UFO community in the 1950s where they would give people yeah, yeah. certain aspects of truth, right? Like so. So in QAnon, they're saying, right, right, right. hey, Quinon. there's a leap there's a in Quinon. <laughs> Can I not speak? I can't speak. Um, in, I just need another drink You're of whiskey and I'll to. say Sensor. it right. No, I didn't say I'm not allowed to. I oh, said good. I just can't. I can't no. pronounce things. I said you're not allowed to. It's my stupid. Wait, are you guys drinking whiskey? Yeah, I, I, I am drinking whiskey. Do it. Do it. Oh, man. I just I assumed, right I just assumed that Spencer Clavin would be drinking whiskey on a podcast. I usually do on late night yeah. live streams, actually. And I just hadn't. For some reason, I hadn't. I'll, so I'll, give, you a, I'll, I'll give you a moment to catch up. Yeah. Thank you. My thought, my thought with Quinan is that like they can get you by saying, Hey, this thing is true. The world has these elite pedophiles. Look at Jeff, look at Epstein Island. Right. And then they'll get you to do nothing about it because they're like, trust the plan, trust the plan. And I don't even understand what the plan is Mm. or like, like in Q in Quinan, it's like Donald Trump's still the president. But also, he's going to take it back over in August of 2021. <laughs> We're still waiting on that to happen. Um, <laughs> I'm yeah, still yeah, waiting yeah. for August 2021. August 23rd, yeah, for, yeah. Wasn't it supposed to be August? Yeah. <laughs> that is the one. Okay, can you guys enlighten me about why these sorts of theories persist in the face of like manifest sort of Co- sunken cost fallacy? I think is like the simplest way yeah. to put it. Okay. Um. No, I'll t- it's it's both though. It's 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 not just sunken cost fallacy. It's also that when you see something is true. So if you really dive into Quinan, you'll find parts of it that are absolutely true. And I think this is essential sure. to it being a psyop. It has to have truth. And once you're like, oh, I looked at this thing that Quinan told me about. Yep, it's yep, true. Yep, yep. Therefore, the rest has mm-hmm. to be true, and they will not let that go. This is this is a feature of all of these. I like to call them the big overarching conspiracy theories because their whole worldviews unto themselves. Quanon is one, Flat Earth is one, and Tartaria is an emerging one. Yes. Um, that's really fascinating to me. But a feature of these things is that they are so big and chaotic, internally inconsistent, but they're always presented as one big thing. And then little mm. pieces of them are proven. They'll, no one tries, no one who is a proponent of them who pushes them tries to prove the whole thing at a go. They'll just do a little yeah, sliver yeah. and they'll prove it. And then something later will contradict the thing that they proved internally. Flat Earth is so yeah. internally inconsistent, but they don't yeah. care. 
because once you prove the little piece of it, it proves the whole thing because the overarching thing explains so much for people and there's so much with right. Quanon. It helps people feel better about where they're at. So yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So well, there because I'm not crazy is a hell of a drug. Yeah, right? yes, like yeah. that thing where you're like, oh, like somebody sees this thing, mm. and and that's the what, what's so to me so fascinating about the psychology of this stuff, even when it's not true, is that like the little tidbit that or part of it that is accurate is like the one thing that nobody will, else will admit, and so now finally somebody says a thing. That is like, oh, the evidence of your eyes. Yeah. You don't have to deny the evidence of your own two eyes. And now it's like, oh, I'm not crazy. Anything, anything else that you say, this, all the rest of this must must be true. I, I, <clears throat> I like that, Abby. That it's like nobody ever really like puts the whole. Yeah. yeah. By the way, run, uh, yeah. on Rumble, yeah. I see your guys' uh, super chats. If you guys want, we will read them all at the end, and we'll ask Spencer Clavin whatever guy you guys send in through uh, a Rumble rants. I want to call them super chats still. Rumble rants, because screw Rumble YouTube. Rants. Can I say? Can I say two things no. that? are no. coming to me over across the transom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know what? I could die happy knowing that the premier conspiracy podcast will now pronounce it Quinnon. Yes. Thanks to my <laughs> personal influence. I just feel I'm going to put that on my resume and my tombstone. Um, I have got two messages here uh, on my computer from sources who shall remain nameless, but whom I trust okay. and who are friends in the among sort of conservative media, Twitter life. Okay. The first one is simply a text message from a friend who is gay of five words. And it says, I saw Obama on Tinder. So I just want to share that gossip, like, you know, not to be wildly indul trafficking in like the most <laughs> indulgent gossip, but that is, that is some personal testimony We're all here for it. Yeah, yeah. just arrived at my doorstep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then here's a Twitter DM saying like, I and my friend have joked for years that Buttigieg isn't gay. Yes. But he's just that committed to getting Democrat jobs. Oh, my god. So goodness. I am not, I still maintain, so having peered down this podcast, I maintain a proprietary <laughs> claim, but I, we're not We've both been proven room. correct. So the the point mm -hmm. I wanted to make with the, the Quanon thing, and you have, you have, you've yeah. got us to believe that Buttigieg is, is straight yeah. and that Quanon is Fantastic. the correct pronunciation, is that I feel like right. if, if you, these claims, right, from Joan Rivers were, Obama's gay and Michelle is a tranny. I feel like what's yeah. on the internet, and we're going to get into this in a minute, what is left on the internet, at least, maybe I'm wrong on this because there's a lot that's been scrubbed and we can talk about that too, is really super bad photoshops. Like there is like everything I've, and I've spent days like diving down this rabbit hole. Everything is misinformation and bad photoshops and a lot of like, well, she's on the upper percentile of height. She's on the upper percentile of shoulder width and mm -hmm. she yeah. likes to work out a lot. Right. So like she's man ish, right. which could also be explained as in like, let's say she is a beard robot. Like if that's closer to a man to him, I'm just saying like, that's one right. of the claims. Right, right, right. But my point is, I feel like this is the thing that gets, honed in on and nobody talks about Jeremiah Wright's church. Nobody talks about Donald Young. Mm. Nobody talks about any of these things. So if this is the psyop to get people to see very obvious photoshops mm -hmm. of Michelle Obama, so that way they look crazy and the rest of the conspiracy gets thrown out the window, it's working. And that's, that's kind of my point. Mm. This is like, I could believe this about Obama. I'm not sold on, on Big Mike. And I'll explain to people why, because people are going to be mad at me for saying that because I saw a lot of oh, comments. Dare you. I'm not sold on it, is my point. So let's talk Let's talk about it. So That is the struggle of being in the conspiracy world is if you don't 
as a mm-hmm. conspiracy theorist by all of the conspiracy yes. theories. They get big mad. We've, we've, yeah. yeah, I totally believe that. But the thing is, how could they know that you were genuinely telling them the truth if you didn't sometimes? Yes. But th- See, and this is why, like, if you were yeah. just like, any this is why I love our audience because I think they're smart enough to get that where they're like, hey, I know there's a lot of them that disagree with, disagree with us on things, but yeah. they know that we're being genuine because our show would be bigger if we said that the earth was flat, our show would be bigger. If I came out here and said, Michelle Obama is definitely a dude. Like there's all of those things that we could do. Uh, but, but I don't want to lie to people. So hold on. The earth is, we'll talk about that in a bit. So I, I got to point out one thing yeah. before we get into the Michelle thing. I totally forgot about. I was listening to Alex okay. Jones uh, testimony on why she's definitely a dude. And in this, he said one of the most crazy things I've ever heard him say and it turned out yeah. to be entirely true, and it blew my mind. So I have to show this to you. Uh, okay. Obama was actually raised by an Indonesian transgender nanny. And all of Whoa. the articles, like there, every mainstream uh, news source wrote about this in 2012 when it came out. Obama's Indonesian nanny was transgender and now lives as an outcast. There's videos on YouTube <laughs> about it. Uh, the CNN is talked about. Everybody's talking about this. So apparently from age and it's disputed six or eight till 12 or 14. Cause nobody knows where Obama lived at any point in his life. That was the hardest <laughs> thing about this research, by the way. Um, he uh-huh. lived in Indonesia with a man who dressed as a woman for all of those years. And there's like all these stories about how Obama would catch him putting on his mother's makeup and thought it was funny. It's the whole thing. Also. Okay. I'm about to say something both racist and homophobic. <laughs> Good. Ones, but isn't this show. sort of a yeah. thing in Indonesia? <laughs> like, isn't this sort of, like, <laughs> 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 yes. I'm so sorry. I've been to Thailand and I feel like it's a thing there. I, like, I don't know. That's um, maybe all of the, the East point. is definitely the same. <laughs> okay that's not what i meant i've i've been taken out of context i um i will say he just like like slightly story. brown skin funny right. accent they eat rice it's all they're all the same <laughs> transgender like <laughs> girly men um this speaks to the maybe the most important thing about the michelle is trans theory which is i will tell you exactly what i would do if i were michelle and i were trans okay which is i would make a tearful Instagram confession Yeah, that I would all, that I have always felt I had to hide this because of the transphobic world of America. And then I would immediately announce my bid for president. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we would go straight from that to Democrat, I, I nominee, Democrat nominee in 0.5 seconds. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And Absolutely. the fact that she hasn't done that is perhaps the most conclusive evidence that she isn't trans because at this yes. point, if you are Michelle Obama and you have that card in your back pocket and you haven't done it, what are you thinking? Like, how did you get where you are? So, yes. Exactly. And that's, Watch that's it. In my... two months, she announces president exactly Honestly, the way that exactly you just I'm unsure whether this would vindicate me or refute <laughs> yeah. my theory. But it would certainly be worth watching. <laughs> so, obviously, the first part of this, that are, like, I watched a lot of videos, guys, and most of them are just exactly what you guys said, that she's tall and she's mannish. So like there's these, you know, things like, hey, she's five foot eleven. That's really tall for a woman is kind of the thing. Um, one of the interesting ones that I found, and I don't know how true I looked this up and apparently it's true. It's another rare rarity is that her middle her ring finger is longer than her pointer finger, which is almost exclusively a male trait. 
I don't know. That's according effective testosterone or something is the idea. Yes. Mm. According to even scientific journals, that is generally, it's not always the case, but it's generally the case enough where she's again in this rare percentile of, of women, right? All of us in the audience, both frantically looking at our fingers. Everybody's looking at my man hands. (laughs) Wait, what, what was it again? Hold on, hold on. Let's zoom up on Abby real quick. Yeah, can we? Is your ring finger? Oh my gosh, Abby's a dude. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, no, no. Yours is like the same. Yours is like the same length. Yeah, that's not. Hers that's, is longer. That's, that's like okay. those are like ladies. mine. Well, yeah, mine this, is longer. See that? Yeah, like a same, half same. inch longer. Yeah. On this side, it's a little bit. Yours are so close; it's hard to tell. Yeah, but I I'm also that, tall for a woman. You you are tall for a woman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe and that's have, a, maybe that's a thing. Maybe it's more thoughts. common in, and you have all sorts. Of, yes, right, exactly. <laughs> maybe it's just more I'm, common in taller women. I don't you know. Have, you have opinions. You have a media career. It's yeah, like, I'm to get very yeah. suspicious, Abby. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think that there is a type of woman who has more testosterone. I I know I have mm. a higher testosterone than than your typical average woman. So I would definitely understand. We're. We're already yeah. going to be called racist for this episode, but even posing this question on TikTok and Instagram, I got called racist because it's apparently a thing in the black community is that there are generally speaking more women who are, this is, this was black women telling me this. So mm-hmm. that there's generally black women that are a little bit more masculine than, than white feminine mm-hmm. women and that mm-hmm. they're, it's a very touchy subject for a lot of them. So mm-hmm. one of the other examples that was brought up was Serena. Well, and I'm, I'm going to say this, I would believe Serena's a tranny more easily. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. I'm just oh, saying. Man. If I was basing oh, it man. just on looks. I mean, but, every other successful female athlete is, a, is in fact a trans man. There's a man who's, who's trans. So you might as well <laughs> just might like as well. add Serena to the list. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not sure what to make so, of that. I don't know. My question is. <laughs> Outside of sports, outside of sports where it's worthwhile to continue, if you can continue pretending that you are a different gender, although mm-hmm. they get blood tested for. There's no way Serena's a dude. I'm just, it was a joke. Right. I'm saying she's more manly than Michelle yeah. is. No, but for the record, like they get blood tested for drugs. So surely they would yeah. notice. This is, okay. So in, um, I would not be a guest appearance from me if I did not make at least one reference to Greek literature. And Thank in, you. We've been waiting this whole time. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I've taken too long. But in Aeschylus Agamemnon, I think okay. I'm getting this right, Clytemnestra is the famous femme fatale. She's sort of like the proto-Lady Macbeth. She's yes. just incredible. Um, and she is called Androphrones, which means man-minded, that she has like a sort of yes. male cast of mind. And this is sort of one of the many, many things that we lose when we start to go into all this crazy and this is again why it's sort of stupid and reductive to be like every woman i don't like is secretly trans Mm -hmm. is it's like you're not you're actually playing right into the hand of the transgender extremists yes yes when you leave no space for anybody that's even remotely sort of associated with the other gender it's like oh this woman is like a little bit kind of more studly than most women she must be like a man inside it's like that's sort by, of by calling, not by calling every celebrity a man we're shooting ourselves in the foot on the transgender debate 100 exactly yeah. exactly well yeah, that's, yeah and yeah. and like you're like you're saying and like i said before that kind of thing where you're questioning everybody's secret gender right. is is shoring up this what is it doing it's continuing to disintegrate gender it's continuing yes. to 
to disintegrate this idea of you can't actually tell a but man being and a woman, woman is apart. a unique experience that no one can fake just by right but also yeah also instinctually we know who a man is and who a woman is when we see them on the street instinctually we know and you start Fair. to disintegrate that when you start to question this person you've always thought was a woman secretly a man right right so exactly. I, I, I got to show some of this evidence or otherwise people are going to be upset yes. that we didn't get to you, it. You so gotta, let me you show gotta. you a few things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is one of the clips that gets brought up a lot is uh, when he's talking to Bear Grylls and he says something that sounds like Michael. If it'll play. Gosh dang. Internet. I'm just going to refresh this Trust one Trust us. He says Michael. <laughs> Trust <laughs> me, bro. Uh, it doesn't have audio. That's me. Kind of important. No, that was me. Okay. When my mind. Go uh, back. When uh, Michelle's mad. Is it a, does anything scare him? You know, uh, well, when my, my, uh, my when uh, Michelle's mad. Uh, Sounds like he's saying when Michael, uh, when Michelle's mad. Okay, There's, even for me, this is very thin, but go it's on. It's very, very <laughs> thin. It's very thin. And I listened to it slowed down by somebody, and it does. I'm just, it really does sound like he's trying to say my, Michelle and my wife at the same time. Yes, exactly. And that's the more honest take I think on this because yeah. the other like clear time that he says me and Michael is a complete fabricate. Like this always pisses me off. This is where I stop believing conspiracies when they intentionally, th this is what actually makes me mad about the rest of the show is that everything I'm about to show you, the people who are pushing this know that it's bullshit and that they push it anyway. And like that bothers me. So the next one is this um, this uh, clip where he's saying Michael and I, and it's always cut right there. Michael and I thank you for this. It sounds like he's saying because that's how he would talk about his wife. Often he would say Michelle and I thank you. Michelle and I are doing this. There's a whole sentence in front of it that completely negates that and tells you which Michael he's talking about. And it's not Michelle service secretaries, distinguished guests and men and women of the finest military in the world. Most of all, Admiral Mullen, Deborah. What? <laughs> Come on, oh. Michael and I. It's the demons. Also want to acknowledge uh, your. So he's talking about a whole family. He's talking about General Mullen, his wife, and his son Michael, and that is who he, who he's there on behalf of. And he says, General Mullins, his wife, Michael, and I. It's a full group of people. Michelle is was not even at this event, so that's mm -hmm. the one that gets played a lot on the TikToks. Um, there's also this article that gets shared all the time and you have to go into the Wayback machine to find it right on the article is a big S for satire it says <laughs> Michelle Obama's mother dies, leaves inheritance to quote my, my son, son Michael. Michael. It's funny. It's a Babylon B joke essentially <laughs> yeah, from yeah, some yeah. other, you know, it's, it's really funny, but they cut out, they literally crop the picture right here mm. and keep this headline. So people like again, you can't tell me that you actually believed it if you're the one who cropped it. Somebody's yeah. like doing this on purpose. That that kind of stuff bothers me. There's also these uh, photoshops that we've seen a lot of times. Um, this one, you. See, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to make you look at fake junk. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> this one you see all the time, but there's the the original photo. Yeah. This one you see all the time. Um, but it's it's uh, it's so obviously a Photoshop for a few reasons. A, they made it way grainier than the original. And two, you can see the curl of hair that they didn't Photoshop out over the ah. ear. Oh, yeah, no. dude, it's so bad. It's oh, so bad. This one. Rough. Okay. This is not convincing to me because this is two different photos. 
So to say that this one's photoshopped, I'm just pointing that out. There's also the Ellen DeGeneres clip, which I'll let you guys look it up and watch it if you want. Um, (laughs) Then there's this obvious one like that. Again, if, if, if these pictures are all real, why does Michael have a very, very different face? Right. Yeah. In all of them. Like um, why why do you have to fake it if there's real evidence out there? Why do you have to fake why would you be willing to fake it if And again, I don't want to bring up Snopes, but it's so obviously that this one is the fake, right? Yeah. Well, you know what this actually shows is that even on the kind of razor's edge where mm-hmm. a woman and a, like, you know, the, the the trans people are always arguing, well, it's like this spectrum mm-hmm. and you kind of some men have feminine traits and some women have masculine traits. But it's like the difference between those two photos is entire, even though mm-hmm. the Photoshop is only like a few little changes. Yes. It's like a woman is just like in, instantly like you were saying, Abby, intuitively. Yes. I can see that that's a woman. Yes. And you only have to make these sort of little subtle adjustments, but you've actually totally transformed. It's actually a really great argument for just the intuitive reality yeah. of, of binary sex, if, if you really get down to it. That's yeah. That's yeah. my whole problem with this conspiracy, though, is what you were saying, is that if if it's real, then why is every single thing that people are pushing as the proof, the evidence, yeah. obvious photoshops? This is another one that is even worse, and this one gets shared a lot, a lot, a lot, is this, I don't know, it's a library card or something like that, Believe it or not, this is Michelle yeah. before she married. Bro- I mean, that is the worst Photoshop I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's like two possibilities of who's on the other end of this, right? Sort of imagining the person doing these Photoshops. Yeah. yeah. One is like just the pure troll mm-hmm. who's sort of trying to mess with people's heads and doesn't care how that happens. And the other is just the nihilist who's like, oh, the Obamas are bad. Anything bad about them is like therefore good. So even if it's false, I'm just going to kind of put that out there into the world and try to persuade people that Michelle is trans for some. And like neither of those is any good. No, I think like, yeah, you guys do your audience no services by just sort of blindly accepting. Right. Because how how are you any better than like a lib NPC if you you just do that? Right. Like that's what. Well, then how's it any different than like Kavanaugh? You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. 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 Exactly. I will. Uh, so, 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 blankets over on Odyssey shared the uh, a still image of that um, oh, Ellen DeGeneres clip. So here's mm. here's that. I will yeah. say this though, like this one was the more convincing one to me until you watch again. I hate that I had to stare at Michael Obama's junk to do this episode. <laughs> you guys, this is why you should tip us on Rumble. Um, yeah. <laughs> we deserve yeah, it because because it, I watched it over and over. I'm like, it really, it's so uniform that it had to have been the pants creasing. And I'm sorry, I know yeah. that'll make people mad, but it just was. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying that to be honest here. I okay. I have a couple thoughts on this, but yes, right. women's pants sometimes do this. I don't know. I, I think it's some product of the pants being made by people who don't understand female curves or something. But there, there is, I struggle with finding something that's not going to bunch weirdly in the wrong places and give that impression. It, it, it is a lot more common than people think. Right. But the other thing I want to say is that for me, I know that I am in that space where I'm more masculine than a lot of women and more masculine than some men, but I'm also more feminine than a lot of women. And I, I think there's just sometimes with people, there's just a range and you just look at one part of it. Yeah. 
you know, because so many people just live a very narrow life where they could be so much more, but they just choose not to. And they just perform what they think that they're supposed to be and don't do any more than that. Yes. And because like these attributes aren't actually sort of decorations that we add to our character and they're not constitutive of our manhood or womanhood. Like it's certainly true that there's such a thing as manliness Mm-hmm. And womanliness mm-hmm. and that those things are sort of distinct from being a man or being a woman but it's like you are a man if you're a man and you're a yeah. woman if you're a woman and yeah. these things you know that's actually a truer way to sort of know what manhood mm-hmm. and womanhood are is to be like okay so there are these people called women here's all sorts of ways that they interact and isn't it actually extremely beautiful that mm-hmm. our natures are so obviously distinct and yet also kind of overlapping in all of these ways that make us fundamentally sort of human and recognizable to one mm-hmm. another. Like to mm-hmm. me, this is one of the most heartbreakingly beautiful things about humanity and human life to begin with. And what really just like burns my toast is the total loss of that, you know, just the refusal to kind of countenance any of that. And the loss of tomboys. Oh my gosh. Like tomboys, the best, the best social the best. category of all, like there, there's really no better social category than a tomboy. And there, it actually doesn't exist anymore. Like it's sort of been totally yeah. erased. Yeah. I've said it before, but if the trans cult had got to me young enough, they absolutely could have had me. If, if somebody oh, had, had dude. told me, Abby, yes. everything weird about you could be perfectly explained and you would yes. feel perfectly in your place and you would feel perfectly at home in your body. If you just go off this direction, I would have bought it. Abigail Abigail Schreier did the absolute best work on this, by the way, yeah, because she pointed yeah, yeah. out that this is uniquely happening in pre, in pre sorry prepubescent going into to puberty girls, just right? Puberty, because it's like, oh, my body up. feels weird. I don't feel right in my body. No one does. And if they were yeah. just taught that, they're like, oh, yeah. you're not going to. That's part of that's what puberty yeah. literally is. Yeah. Uh, this wouldn't be happening so much, and it replaced the. Um, the what you call it a craze the craze of of bulimia and and things like that she yeah that book um irreversible damage by abigail schreier is is a must read if you want to like really dive into this stuff but um i I remember the first day i wore a bra it was viscerally awful Mm. i would have done anything to make that feeling go away if somebody had said i have a way out of this for you Mm. jeez yeah horrifying no look i mean you're talking to a person who knows basically every lyric to every sondheim song ever written like you think that i wouldn't have been called trans in high school yeah, like come yeah. on you know like, uh no it's like and it is so insidious the way that and, and so yeah. um so soviet in its distaste for mm-hmm. human variety yes like that's the thing that most disgusts me about it it's just like that's man. such an interesting way to put it too i've never heard it said that way but i like that Yeah, I've been thinking about the Soviets a lot lately because I've been doing some writing about them and I just read this amazing book, which, by the way, is incredible. I'm about to review it, but I will scoop my review and say it's called Wonder Confronts Certainty. It's about Russian literature and it's just about like it's kind of, you know, wonder is the sort of literary novelistic tradition and certainty is the sort of ideological Soviet like everything. And it's just a, you know, this man who spent his whole life studying this, this corpus and he talks about the difference between the novelist whose whole stock in trade is how com- incorrigibly, maddeningly, lovably individual people are and the Soviet who can't understand that fundamental. Mm. Ex- and, and that is sort of the same impulse that 
you get in transgenderism is like, we have this governing theory of the case and it's so kind of neatly partitioned that it admits of no human variety. Like it presents itself as this glorious explosion of difference and diversity, but it's actually totally incapable of acknowledging how mm -hmm. bizarre and distinctive people are. And like, mm -hmm. it, 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 it like cheats us out of the enormity of, of our personhood. It's almost like we're made in the image of God and there are so many infinite ways to express that. Yeah. Okay, now you're really getting into conspiracies. This is <laughs> <laughs> our favorite conspiracy. That is our favorite conspiracy that God exists. That yeah. God real? Yeah. Because <laughs> it it's, it's, it's a true conspiracy. Yeah. Yes, and it's the thing that everybody knows and yep. like is constantly being told they're not allowed to know and that once you start speaking about it, frankly no matter who you are, what context you're in, suddenly people are so relieved because at last you've confessed the truth of things. That's the great conspiracy is like, so, there is a so, so I have a few more parts of this I want to get into before we get into your thing about Yuval Harari, but can I ask you my favorite yeah. question to ask people first? Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I welcome it. I have this theory that atheists are not like, like people even considering themselves atheists is going away. It's not going to be a thing. Yes. Like very soon. Here is my response to that. You know, in the Psalms, it says the fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, for the longest time, I read that line as meaning, basically, atheists are stupid. It's mm -hmm. dumb to be an atheist, right? Mm -hmm. Which is like, okay, fun. Let's sort of dunk on atheists. That's fine. But actually, I don't think that atheists are all that stupid like we're mm -hmm. all basically about as stupid as each other like everybody's pretty stupid and i don't think that's what the bible is saying i think what the bible is saying is if you tell yourself you have no god mm. you have become a fool you make yourself into a fool you are kidding yourself mm -hmm. if you say you don't worship anything right that's what atheism is it's self-deception because of course every single one of us every human being wakes up in the morning and gets out of bed and there's an answer to the question, why did you get out of bed? Even if it's just because I want my coffee. And then if you ask why you want the coffee, well, because it makes me feel energized. Why do you want to feel energized? Somewhere down that chain, there is a highest good. There is an mm -hmm. ultimate thing that you will do anything for. It's why you do everything else. When push comes to shove, if you are confronted with that thing, you will bend the knee to it and then you will have met your God. Yes. You, everybody worships. And so mm -hmm. when... You say, I don't worship. All you're really saying is, I don't understand myself. Mm -hmm. I, I don't have any insight into the wellsprings of my actions because there's something controlling me that isn't that's outside of my field of vision or my philosophical sort of sight. Mm -hmm. And so all religion is, is self-awareness. Faith mm -hmm. is simply confessing, being honest about what you're doing and asking the question, what deserves to be in that position? What can I put in that position that will set me free rather than enslave me? Mm -hmm. And I completely agree with you that like atheism is very cringe and outdated in 2023. I think it's out. It's gone. Every, it's very yeah. out. A atheism is out. That's the good news. The bad news is like a lot of different religions are in. That's what and I'm saying, guys, right? Is these yeah, people yeah, yeah. like the, the deception of atheism has being washed away by a deception yeah. of new gods. 
or mm. really old gods old being gods. worshipped. It's just old gods being repackaged, right? So like people yes. are starting to recognize. We did a whole episode last week about how people in the uh, the trans community are recognizing Ishtar as the god they want to worship and are actively worshiping Ishtar because it's the trans goddess of the Mesopotamians and yes. Babylonians from thousands of years ago. It's coming back is my point. It's the trend that I'm noticing. So mm-hmm. I always love asking people if they're noticing that same trend that people are like, okay, well, I'm not atheist. Things exist, but it's either the Anunnaki or it's aliens or it's Ishtar. It's whatever yes. to not. So they're not, they're just shedding one deception for another. Mm-hmm. Well, the old gods always take their masks off. Yes. Them, right. And yeah. they come bearing all sorts of names, right? Sex, yes. power, money, greed, like uh, mm-hmm. the laws of physics. That's a big one, right? The mm-hmm. matter, a matter in motion. Um, these are all things that to which we ascribe like the highest power in the world. Thunder, the moon, astrology. And it's like, eventually it turns out it's just Ishtar or it's just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it, it's just Marduk or it's just whichever yes. one of the, the foreign yeah. gods. I mean, did you guys talk about that statue now by Shazia Shikanata or whatever her name is that they put up over the courthouse in New York? Oh, it, you, the yeah. like Lilith statue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a little, it's an Ishtar statue. Have you seen yeah. the Queen of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the Queen of the Night Relief in a yep. statue yeah. as an altar to abortion? No, I mean, like these things are, are, they become more and more explicit because demons are real, because like exactly. the old gods exist. Yeah. And so they eventually just make their names known and demand explicit worship rather than implicit yeah. worship. Yeah. I mean, even climate science is just sacrifice your children to the, to the weather gods when you Absolutely. boil it down. Yeah. yeah it's re- yeah, it's yeah. repackaged uh, druidism. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but I want to go back to something you said about smart people. Okay, Mm. because I think it's a fallacy that the smarter you are, the less likely you are to fall for a lie. Because Mm. I think the smarter you are, the more intricate and convincing of a deception you can build for yourself and for Mm -hmm. others. Mm -hmm. Yes, Mm -hmm. Uh, I agree with this. There is an old line about something so stupid only an academic could believe it. Yes. Yeah, or yes. an intellectual or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's definitely true. I, speaking as an intellectual and uh, among other intellectuals, I and my compatriots are extremely gullible and extremely proud and self-satisfied. I mean, yeah. it's constant, for me at least, I'm constantly having to remember that line where Jesus says, I thank you, God, that you have revealed these things to the simple and hidden them mm-hmm. from the wise. Like, or that out of the mouths of very babes and suckling has, sucklings has their founded strength. It's like if you arrive at a theory that explains the whole universe and also is totally incomprehensible to your average person, mm-hmm. then your theory has to go because people yeah. aren't stupid. Like, yeah, no, I completely agree <laughs> with you about this. And, and it's very, very easy to deceive yourself if you have like a lot of mental horsepower. Yes. Yep. All right. So really quick, I want to get back to, to this thing yes. and, and wrap up my point on the, the Michelle, Michael Obama. He's just like, so, I just want no, to No, I, I wanted to say, I, I feel yes. bad because I love this conversation. I want to continue it. I just yes. wanted to finish this yes. point because I Do want it. to get yes. back into Go. what we're talking about. Please. So one of the one of the things that gets brought up a lot, like what I was pointing out earlier is that if everything that I'm finding and I looked hard is obvious fakes, what bothers me is is also the other obvious lies. And I think that it's not that a conspiracy theory can't be true or this one can't be true. It's that the evidence being brought forward is so weak. It could be again, I'll, I'll leave myself the out to say it could be that so much has been scrubbed because we're going to show that scrubbing of it in a second. But like we've heard things like there's no pictures of Michelle Obama at certain ages. And I'm just saying like there's there's tons of photos of her in college, in school. 
things like that. If, if they're fake, they are doing a far better job of their propaganda than the people who are faking the photo like, like this and things like that, that are faking these photos of Michael Robinson. Um, later on is my point. Like if those are fake, mm. they're way more convincing than the obvious, obvious fakes that I showed earlier. So right. I'm just saying like some of the claims that there's no photos of her as a kid, things like that. They're not true. You'd, ha you'd have to make the claim then that they're all photoshopped, but that they're mm -hmm. just way better at it than, than the people who are saying it's Michael. <laughs> the one thing that is very much photoshopped though is the only photo of Michelle Obama pregnant. And that's interesting to me because this is AI. This is so clearly an AI photo because it's her in her like 40s. Yeah. With blue and pink balloons. And if you zoom up on it, you can see like the hands are weird, the face. I mean, it just... It looks, it's AI. Yeah. It's AI. Like everybody yeah. notices this. Even fact checkers are like, yeah, that's AI. Like there are no photos of her pregnant. Real and quick, in the same way that we can tell men apart from women, we can tell AI images apart from, from mm, real ones. Yes. yes yeah. There's yes, still yes. that uncanny valley thing going on a little bit, right? Right. Uh, even as good as they've gotten. But I got to say this though. There's one interesting thing about like, because I want to talk about the kids. Um, yeah. The one interesting thing I found is if you type in Big Mike, Michael, LaVon Robinson, all these things that they claim is, is her real name and stuff like that, what you do find is there is a scrubbing of the internet and there's a replacement of this one story over and over and over and over again that came out in 2018 about how she had, oh, what just happened to my screen? I got to share it again. She had IVF treatments. Right. Um, and... That is interesting to me. So like, this is what you'll find over and over again. Michelle Obama reveals daughters were conceived via IVF. And it's just article after article of how she couldn't conceive. And then through IVF, they were conceived, which is interesting to me because the other part of this conspiracy is that the kids are not theirs. And if mm. people, if people are familiar with IVF, they take a egg and, and sperm in a lab, mix them and then put them in the uterus. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, am I wrong to say that these kids look like clones of their best friends more than they look like the Obamas? Like that hmm. part is convincing to me. Yeah. Interesting. Like I, even I if Michelle birthed them, I wonder if they're not actually biologically their children. I mean, this is the woman that, that delivered both, both babies. These are their right. best friends. I mean... I feel that all I can sort of offer on these is like a plausibility meter. And this right. one is a, a sort of like a plausibility meter, like five out of 10 mm. well, as compared to the sort of one out of 10 for Michelle is right. trans or whatever. Um, only because I certainly think it's quite possible that they did some sort of surrogacy, IVF, whatever, like, you know, and that, and that they didn't really want to divulge the details of that either because it, they were kind of, sketch or mm. because they were sort of subject to criticism of some kind like mm -hmm. they, they didn't want to divulge the sort of person right. like you know yeah. well because even actually, the ivf yeah. thing didn't come out till what four years or two years after obama was president yeah i mean this is one of those ones where like for all of my distaste and hatred toward like obama's political program right i actually can't even really get mad about and and for all of my sort of ethical concerns about surrogacy generally i actually mm. can't get like mad about if they didn't really want to make this public and if they sort of took measures sure to out of the public eye you know yeah I mean? imagine wanting to keep details about your children private. about your children's lives yeah exactly exactly 
Yeah, I, I that's all. I'm, I, and again, like I'm not trying. I'm just trying to cover this conspiracy as yeah. thoroughly as possible. So of there's course. not people are like, oh, you left something out. I will say this, though. The other claim that there's no pictures of them as kids with the Obamas, which makes me think they didn't just snatch these girls from their friends later on that maybe it was an IVF thing is the other claim is that there's no pictures of, the, of them as kids, but hmm. there's at so, least yeah, these okay. ones of them yeah. with the Obamas um, as children. Again, I know people will say they're photoshopped. They're doing better at Photoshop than, than the other ones at, at very least, if that's what you think. So well, I'm the, just the saying those are, it's sort of a wash, right? Because yes, this is an, an interesting epistemological bind where it's like, yeah, whichever theory you have already accepted, that's going to be, to determine yep. which photos you think are photoshopped. Yeah, you're right. going to edit. Not really helpful. Right. And this is the awfulness <laughs> of AI, right? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. at, at mm-hmm. some point, very, very soon, nothing you see can be trusted. Nothing you hear can be trusted. No one of your senses, which you always thought you could rely on, hmm. you're going to be able to just edit everything down into your prior beliefs. You're just going to backfill your entire worldview because evidence isn't going to exist anymore. Hmm. Right. And that's what I'm, that's the whole thing too, is like, I'm trying to come here with the best possible evidence. It'll make people upset. But the problem is if you're upset because your evidence is really bad, the other evidence is at least much better Then that's not a me problem. That's, that's a you problem. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe there's something that I'm missing. Maybe the internet has been scrubbed to things that are better evidence. I haven't found them. I think there's way more evidence even th- through the stuff that's scrubbed and there was plenty of stuff scrubbed about the Obama Jeremiah Wright thing and it took me right. a while to find the stuff I did but you can find it. I can't right. find any very convincing evidence. Again, I see the the people are sharing the memes of the Ellen thing. That is the most convincing evidence. Yeah, but it's yeah, one yeah. piece of evidence. Mm-hmm. And it at least has a plausible explanation. Whether you like that explanation or not, whether you believe that explanation or not, it at least mm-hmm. has one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's you know, all things fair. Like, yeah, it's interesting to me that people would get mad at you guys for... <laughs> it happens a lot. Well, I mean, I totally get... Listen, like, I yeah. understand how, you know, online <laughs> discourse yeah. works, yeah. No, no question. But just, I guess, never mind you guys, it's, it's just, this is an interesting emotional reaction to yes. me that people have yeah. when you say something that is honest and sort of different from what other people, what your followers think. Because unless you're doing so in a way that's just really sort of dismissive and unkind toward the people that support you, like, I wonder what else people want. Like, mm-hmm. People you know, want you to say the things that they believe. That's, that's what they want. It's well, because right, yeah. it's, it's because we live in a society where people, most people do not think that they can say what they believe. Mm. So mm-hmm. whatever they've bound themselves into, and it is a bondage and I don't think it's good. I don't think it's good to work for people who hate you. I don't think it's good to have designed your life in such a way and allowed mm. your life to be in such a way that you cannot be your real self except anonymously online. Mm-hmm. But these people, so many people live in this trap of not feeling like they exist and their opinions exist. And so they need you to Mm. represent them. And when you don't represent them correctly, when they don't hear their exact opinions coming out of your mouth, Mm. um, they can't handle it. They, they get really, really mad because they don't live in a world where they feel like they could just stand up and say it. Yeah. Mm. 
That's fair. I will say there's a comment over here on Rumble that says if there aren't any pregnancy, fo- if there aren't any pregnancy photos, you can't prove the friends didn't have the children for them. Yeah, you. I mean, you can't. That's my point. Yeah, like, yeah. There's a very no, I don't, I don't real possibility that that's yeah, yeah. The, mm-hmm. that's not implausible at very least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's why I show that there isn't pregnancy photos of of Michelle Obama because I think that is at least an interesting. It, it's the most plausible part of it. That and that. Oh. I, if I had to put my chips on the table, the most plausible parts of this whole thing and and you and what with what you were saying, Abby, that's again why I try to not and maybe Spencer said this. I try not to like I know people really buy into certain conspiracy theories that maybe we don't. That's why I try to give as much evidence as I can because I don't want to be dismissive. Mm-hmm. I want to be like, hey, I did a lot of research and here's what I come up with. Here's my honest opinion. Um, I'm not going to just say what people want me to say, but I don't also want to dismiss it in a way where I'm like ignoring any evidence is contrary to what I want to achieve at the end. So I was trying to show as much as I could in this. Um, But if I had to put my chips on the table, I'd say I think Obama's at least bisexual. I don't think that Michelle's a dude and it's at least plausible. that The kids are biologically not theirs as far as IVF goes Mm -hmm. or just not theirs and they were adopted. I think that's entirely Mm -hmm. possible, but there's not a, again, that is just based on lack of evidence and not on much other you know what I'm saying? Like that's just filling in gaps. More the baby than, photos, if they if they were their friends' kids, don't have to be photoshopped for them right, to have had exactly. photos with the babies. Exactly. And there's this only is, the one yeah. that I've found, by the way, of each kid. So right. there's not a ton of them. Fair. This is super interesting because <laughs> this is a really interesting podcast, you guys. Like, um, <laughs> thank the, you. No, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, it's like. You don't need me to tell you that, but but it's just interesting being on it because you it, it, there's a, there's actually a really big difference between genuinely trying to give an evaluation of what you think is plausible mm-hmm. and trying to assess the evidence and trying to kind of guess what most people are going to think is plausible or what's going to be acceptable to think right. of as, as plausible. Mm-hmm. Um, and neither of those things is the same thing as just kind of believing every conspiracy theory. Like, right. like even, you know, and, and that is sort of, um, it, it enters you into this, this really interesting epistemological territory because you can't like yeah. rely on the crutch that we all usually rely on, which is like, what do my friends say? You know, or whatever. Yeah. Um, I w- I'm basically PJ. I, I would cosign. I, I like the idea of having to kind of like make a final assessment of all of this, of all these possibilities. And I would say, First of all, Pete is not gay. Um, second of <laughs> Thank all, you. <laughs> non. Uh, third of all, three of all. Um, three of all. Three of all. Michelle is a is a woman. Fourth, Obama like messed around somewhere yeah. in college or thereafter. Yeah. Um, and covered it up. And and fifth, like something non something other than just like straight up procreative sex happened to make the Obama's children, but it's not necessarily sinister so much as like private. Mm-hmm. Those are my Yeah, and that's the thing is it doesn't have to be sinister for that to be the truth about their, the about their children. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Right. I think worst case scenario, they decided that for their image they needed kids and their friends were happy to provide those kids. Especially <laughs> if you believe the Jeremiah Wright thing, right? Which is that he right. was a fixer trying to make gay men acceptable to get into politics and business Mm. and things like that. So if that's the case, like kids would have to be a thing, right? Like you'd have to have them. Yeah. Yeah. 
So if this is the if that's the case, then there is an interesting little inflection point in between our two test cases today. One of which yeah. is Obama, who has to sort of like paper over his gay past. Yes. And and this would be plausible, in, especially because Obama is the president who changes his mind about gay marriage while in office, right? Yes. yes. Goes into, yeah. And so that that's when that cultural shift happens. And mm-hmm. after that, Pete Buttigieg has to be gay. You can't, you can't yeah. actually be straight. To be he straight conveniently changed his mind right when the Gallup poll shifted between one percentage this way and one percentage this way. I know. Talk about believing things that are or are not culturally acceptable. Like, how much more fun <laughs> is it to be us than to be Barack Obama? Yeah. Like, just to right. sort of appreciate that for a second. It's so much fun to be, like, on this podcast, like, <laughs> genuinely attempting to, like, suss out the truth to the best of our ability than it is to be, like, Barack Obama making up a person to be that yes. you think is going to win an election. Like, wow. I would not trade. Yeah. Yeah. I would trade nothing for that. You can't so, be afraid of looking like a fool. Right. So much of what we do is just like, I'm just going to talk about what I think. I'm just going to mm-hmm. ask questions that I think need to be asked and entertain thoughts that I think need to be entertained. I don't have to be right all the time. I really don't. And if I find out I'm wrong, I'm going to say so. But I'm not going to sit here and be afraid of looking like an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. If we did that, I don't think we would have stumbled upon some of the greatest moments of our podcast over the last mm. year. Mm-hmm. Like for real, there's there's certain as- episodes that... If before we started this, I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to touch that territory. And then we did. And I'm like, I'm so glad we did because I learned something new. I feel like I've made the world make more sense. I've made my own theories make more sense. And and, and, and really the big thing and the most important thing of all of this is I feel like I've, I've gotten closer to God in all of this. So Absolutely. I think that's where you have to be is like you have to not be afraid. I think we've learned so much about the Bible by not being afraid to recognize that the Bible is an extremely spiritual book about like supernatural happenings. Like that's been the most interesting thing about this podcast to me. So imagine totally. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you guys did. Oh, you guys did Nephilim with Clinton, right? But we've done a few on, on the Nephilim. Yeah. 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 I mean, no, it is. It's sort of like (laughs) the Bible is one great conspiracy, right? The new Testament is a great, is a great conspiracy theory. It's like a man rose from the dead Mm -hmm. and only these sort of disreputable figures will tell you that that's true, but also the truth of it confirms what you've always known in your heart, which is yeah. that man is more than flesh. Yeah. And like, yeah. yeah, no, it's, um, especially in our like age where, um, even just anything beyond like matter and, and scientism is kind of a, a heresy. And it, it, it I, I'm sure you guys know better than I, like you do discover, you know, we grew up in this world that was like, question everything. This is sort of like a big boomer yeah. mantra that they passed on to us in, in like high school or whatever. It's like question everything. Like I'm your frizzy haired high school history teacher. Like maybe Vietnam was bad. It's like, ooh, you have this like <laughs> renegade opinion that Vietnam was a bad war to fight. Like, look at you, like slow down girl. And like, and, and so this is this sort of like fake, um, like, t- like, tofu based yeah uh transgression and tofu based like uh <laughs> iconoclasm that we yeah, all yeah. got fed and the minute you actually deviate from those accepted opinions you discover real quick that actually yeah. the people that talk about free thought don't like it very much at all yeah and that's like a, a great revelation there's mainstream and then there's accepted deviation mm. and then there's the Whatever the hell we're doing. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the Overton window, right? We're yeah. playing in outside of the Overton window on weird. Yeah. 
So Spencer, I just want to thank you again so much for coming on. This has been very fun. We're going to take this show over to Rumble. I see some Rumble chats and some Odyssey chats we want to get to. Um, And really quick for you audio listeners, if you want to get the full audio podcast, we just leave this out because some people don't want to listen to us just chat with the audience. Uh, You can come over to conspiracypill.locals.com. That's on there for free. And if you want to give us five bucks a month, you get the extra unhinged content. So there's a uh, good stuff over there. It's another <laughs> weekly show where we really get unhinged <laughs> like last week. Uh, but really quick, if you guys have not bought how to save the West ancient wisdom for modern time, uh, yeah. ancient wisdom for five modern crises by Spencer Clavin, you should go pick that up. I just finished it last week. I literally couldn't put it down. I, okay. I finished it in two nights because I read half of it and I'm like, I'm going to finish this all tonight and I need to like, think about what I read. And then, so I literally did just two, two sittings, read the whole book. It's absolutely amazing. So thank you. Thank you. I want to say about it. I think I had, I pride myself on having had a a pretty darn good education in in a Christian classical, um, modeled after the quadrivium and the trivium and all that stuff. But it, it, it's not until your book that I've, I found a connection to, the modern world. There's always been a divide between what I mm. learned in school and I know to be true and, and these deep thoughts and then kind of the application to what's actually happening right now because so much of academia is disconnected. So I'm really, really appreciating it. I'm almost done. I tried to be done, but I did not succeed. <laughs> well, thank you both very much. That means a, a great deal to me. And like, as I think we've talked about offline, you know, it, it is my life's work to kind of offer these great books to people in a way that is truly uh, human. Like yeah. this is sort of for us, you know, this is for all of us. And I'm glad that that, that it, the book did that for you. Um, and it's not a homework assignment. So take as long as you need to finish. It. Other, you have other things to do. I understand that. I'm just grateful that you're reading it. All right. So Spencer, you got any final words for the uh, audio listeners before we head over to rumble? Oh boy, uh, I'm not sure what to tell you. I, all, all I can say is I'm I'm very very grateful that you've uh, entertained me and my like bonkers conspiracy theories here. And I I think you guys uh, are really doing something sort of fun and and special. And um, and I'm grateful to you for letting me be a part of it. And I'm also like delighted to meet all these people. Some of whom seem to think that I speak as if I'm casting a spell. <laughs> which is one of my favorite comments I've ever seen. I understand exactly what you mean. And uh, it's it's certainly intentional. <laughs> uh, and you're all now under my command. So, you know, soon you will be obeying my will like my like my minions. Anyway, no, it's well, great. The book is, I should say, the book is um, on Audible as well yes. as on Amazon. So if you want to hear me read it, that is definitely an option. You can follow me at Spencer Clayton. You can get the book wherever books are sold, and I would be honored if you did. Awesome. Yeah, we had we had a good time talking with you. I think your conspiracy yes. theory was the most hinged of the show, actually. <laughs> that was uniquely <laughs> yours, which I loved. There it. you yeah. go. We love it. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Well, if you guys are listening to us on audio, we'll see you next week. If not, we will be right back on Rumble. God bless everyone. Shh.